Defender discussions for Thursday, January 18 and uh, 2024. And you look out the window and what do you know, guys? It's snowing again. It's cold. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, we, uh, we're we going to deal with a little bit of weather again over the next 48 hours. I am hopeful that it doesn't impact our weather schedule. I'm sorry, our athletic schedule like it did last weekend. But uh, we'll, we'll see how things shake out. I haven't heard any movement in terms of athletic competitions for the weekend, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself. First, we have to tell you what this is. This is Defender Discussions, and this is an opportunity for the Dort Athletic Communications staff to sit down for uh, 20, 30 minutes or so and uh, basically uh, take a look at what has happened over the last week, what is coming up, and uh, some other bigger picture items. And I've, I've got something for you guys, a trivia question at the end of So we'll, we'll see if you can connect the dots. And uh, maybe you know this one already, but uh, it, it concerns Caitlin Clark. <laughs> okay. And so we'll, we'll leave it at that, and then we'll circle back to that. Okay. There, there is a connection. I had to work a little bit on this one to get a connection with Dort Athletics. But I've got one, so we'll we'll get to that in just I a little I think I I think I'm gonna know. I bet you probably do. So it, it, and I it, this uh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm Mike Biker. You are <laughs> Josh Tatton. and I'm Matt Boss. And let's uh, let's talk. Um, finally, got back to basketball. Uh, the teams played Jamestown last Wednesday. We talked after they won that road doubleheader. They were scheduled to play a much-anticipated road game against Concordia last Saturday. It got snowed out, it, uh, cold, whatever you want to call it. We couldn't travel to Seward. So that gets pushed back to February 5 next month, and not that far away, but two weeks from this Monday, they'll get that one made up. In the meantime, you shove that game plan aside, and then you get set for last night with Dakota Wesleyan. Dakota Wesleyan's women have put together a very nice start to the year. Always a very tough-minded team. Very, I think that's probably the A1 thing they look at when they're recruiting players is just toughness. And then secondly, the men's team proven themselves to be very capable with an upset win over Morningside last Wednesday. So an interesting doubleheader. Matt, did you have a blowout win for the women's team on your bingo card last night? Uh, absolutely not, Mike, but what a performance. One of the most complete games that uh, the ladies have put forth this year. Just a dominating performance from start to finish. The speed at which they were able to play, and I, I talked to Macy Seavers after the game. I said, do you think about we, – we always talk about pressure, putting pressure on opponents. And the natural inclination is defensive pressure. But it seemed last night, and we knew this team had that capability, the pressure came on the offensive end as well just because of the sim simply the speed at which they play. Yeah, 25 points in the first quarter, 27 in the second quarter, 52 in the half. That's incredible. And then if you aren't much of an offensive person, you like defense, well, the defenders, I think we only gave up five field goals in the second half. Uh, Dakota Wesleyan shot 15% in the second half and just a dominating performance. That was the thing uh, that I looked at as well for Dakota Wesleyan. I think they came in averaging right at 80 points a game, maybe a, a, a skosh under 80. They end up with what last night, 46? 46. Yep. And so it, 
it can be a variety of things. It can mm-hmm. be a bad night. It can be, but the the opponent has something to do with that. Oh, definitely. And last night, the women's game it featured two of the top rebounding teams in the nation, and and Dort just controlled that aspect of the game too. Out rebounding Dakota Wesleyan, forty two twenty three was that. And it just leads to second chance points and run out opportunities and what a fun game. Yeah, and then the other part of it that we saw was it there wasn't one player who got hot from the three point arc. I think Hayden Hymanson had one. Macy Nielsen coaxed one through or it bounced high. And Faith had two. And Faith had two. And I think Macy Seavers had one as well. Yep. So uh, maybe you account for I think five or six three pointers. Uh, yeah, a, a fun night, and now it's on the road to Hastings. Hastings, a team last night that, for three quarters, led Concordia. Um, we saw them. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but I think it's been six or seven weeks already since we saw Hastings. Yeah. Odd schedule. Um, we'll see them again this Saturday, and uh, it's a road game, and we're hitting the midpoint of the conference season. Uh, last time in the Dewitt. Wasn't that close a game? I would anticipate things. Uh, you have to plan that things are going to be a little closer on Saturday. Hastings is playing pretty good basketball right now, and down there, especially at the Lynn Farrell Arena, they, they're a, they're a tough out, and they'll be ready. I mean, when you're ranked number one, you kind of have that bullseye, and everyone's going to give their best effort. Men's game, you retreated, I believe, to your office, Matt, at sure that did. point and started doing some work, and that's the luxury we have of having the staff that we have. We, we can split up some responsibilities, and we're not up until 2 or 3 in the morning. Josh, you sat and watched, and you took in the men's game, and uh, for one half, that was really, really a close contest. And then second half... I didn't realize until it was all over, men's basketball team shot 70% from the floor, and it it was not all layups by any means. No, yeah. I mean, we saw a number of just pull-ups from Rankin, from Coppock and whatnot, but at the um, at the break when we got like our stat sheets, one thing I was shocked about, it was a close game at half. It was uh, 35-32, but we had no bench points at that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not necessarily great no but i mean we had Copic finish with 30 and lorenzen with 27 rankin mm-hmm. with 16 like that's solid and then bryce shot four for five from three yeah. uh lucas four for seven you know it seemed like to me that was probably the most comfortable we've seen bryce Copic purely shooting the basketball in a little while and the the season is a long one you don't know what's going on with players physically um you but I took it as a really good sign. He he had no hesitation pulling the trigger for a three-point shot last night, and that was awfully good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then Luke, um, is this Luke's high points of the season, 16? Uh, I think he had 19. Okay. I but think it's he one of his, had a 19. Yeah. It's, one of, it's one of his top performances this season, and um, he shot pretty well, 7 for 12, 2 for 4 from 3. Um didn't get to the line a whole lot, but Luke doesn't necessarily always get to the line. It's no. more it's more Lucas and Bryce. But I think that's the uh, the second half. They they really uh, played well. Yeah, and uh, you you talk about getting to the line. I want both of your opinions. Did did it seem really physical all over last night in a women's game? I noticed it, and then it 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 was very it, it was different. 
than previous conference games that we've watched. I mean, there's been a focus on freedom of movement. There was not much freedom of movement last night, I didn't think, in both the women's and men's game. And you, team, you're going to have to adjust, I guess, over the next five or six weeks. Yeah, the women's game was really physical. And I kind of expected that with Dakota Wesleyan yeah. and Dort. I mean, we've had some battles with them before. and But, yeah, it was it was pretty physical. They kind of – it was tough going down low. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's just the fact of the matter is you're going to have to adjust and adapt to it over the next five or six weeks, and things things change. And um, getting to the free throw line, uh, Luke Rankin, uh, he got there a little bit a uh, couple of times, but, uh, boy, he had to work and uh, play through a lot of contact last night. For the men's team, uh, going back to Hastings, that was one I said on the broadcast last night, that one got away when we played the first time here in Sioux Center. And because that one got away, now it becomes really important. Uh, it's a very important game in terms of the conference race if you want to crawl back into it. Uh, right now, Hastings is in front with just one conference loss. you got to get this one. Um, Hastings with 8-1 and one record. And if Dort can beat Hastings on the road, you're bringing the Broncos back to you a mm-hmm. little bit. And the three teams in front of us right now, Hastings, Morningside, Northwestern, those are all losses for us. To get a split against a team like Hastings is good for tiebreak procedures. Yeah. I mean, that game went 80-78 last time. Yeah. Like that, and we had a chance. You, you make one more bucket, and it's different Well, at some point in the game. right? What was it? They had did the, they had a rebound off a long shot. Yeah, they had a run oh, out. Oh, yeah, yes. right at the end. Yep. yep. And that was uh, they, they, they leaked out their guard, and I think it was Reggie Thomas saw him, got it to him, lay up, and turned a two-point game into a four-point game. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how close it is, that razor's edge. It's a 2 o'clock start time for the women and a 3.45 start time for the men. Uh, along with it, some uh, basketball notes, ratings released yesterday. You put the graphic up on social media, Josh. The women's team still number one in the country, 14-1, and one, Indiana Wesleyan, Campbellsville. Two and three at sixteen and one, sixteen and one each, and then Clark, the defending national champion, they're lurking. Number four, they're still undefeated, fifteen and zero. Um, and that's kind of a surprise, Mike, because I thought they had a high turnover. They had a, they had a veteran group last year, a bunch of seniors, but apparently they're reloading. I'm going to have to give my Clark correspondent a call and find out how things are going there. Who's that? Well, Brandon Schwebke, who was a graduate assistant here with the men's basketball program, is there currently. Okay. And he is, he's an assistant coach with the Clark team. So uh, maybe I'll shoot him uh, a message later on today and see if he's paying attention to the women's team at all or if he's just trying to stay afloat with the men's program. Going to test your memory. You, who was the old SID for Clark? This is off the cuff a little bit, and this is a little awkward maybe. But he knew my dad yeah. uh, <laughs> from coaching golf here. And I think he had some golf connections. I just can't come up with the name, but a long-time SID at Clark. He, he was at Briarcliff. Yeah. Um, Jerry. Jer- yes, it's Jerry something or other. <laughs> Jerry, hello. Yeah, let's uh, – <laughs> Jerry I'm Seinfeld. Gonna, I'm going to cheat. Big fan of Jerry Seinfeld, huh? Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to – because I conversed with him, Jerry Hansen. Boom, there it is. Um, I conversed with him uh, – Two years ago, they had a men's. We played them in men's volleyball. That's about the only place that we cross over with them. And he asked me. Uh, he called actually, and he said, "Rick Vandenberg's still working." And I said, "Well, 
in a different role. Yeah. And then he went on, he he asked about Abe, your dad, yep. and a few other connections. And uh, yeah, he was at Briarcliff for a long time. Okay. And then uh, actually the story I'm looking at right now, uh, over 40 years in the profession. Oof. So Good for him. Yeah. And uh, he, I asked him, I said, how and why? And he said, well, he said, I have a tail ender child. Okay. And so you get free, uh, you get free um, tuition. And he said, basically, I'm doing it for that. Was, so, was I mean, he an SID at Briarcliff? Yes. Or was he a newspaper guy? He was, he was a SID. During the 80s, the Panamanian? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. We talked about that. And uh, it, it's... Uh, it's always good to connect with those people and uh, to talk about uh, some of the old days with them. Edit that out? Hopefully. No, we don't even need to edit that. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to keep running and uh, at the 1232 mark. So we were just interrupted. We're, I'm not going to bother editing this. We were just interrupted. <laughs> A couple of our student employees, oh boy. Megan Vanderkoy and Ellie Brower, who are going abroad. Yes. Um, one's going to New Zealand, the other is going to ne- the Netherlands, and they have left us high and dry because they are some mainstays in terms of the uh, athletic communications, the work they do. And we've got plenty of other good student employees, but they're trained and they're capable. And so they're taking off for the semester, and they – Cat's out of the bag now. You've turned uh, you've turned thirty nine. Is yes, that it? Thirty nine once again wow. for the twelfth straight year. Wow, good for you. Yeah. So so we were talking about Jerry Hansen. He's at Clark, and he the connections there, and talking with them. We we've, we've got treat. Matt's got birthday treats from two of our student employees, and we were talking basketball. And we were talking the ratings and Clark sitting there at uh, 15 and 0. Now, the ratings don't mean what they once did. That used to be the selection process for the NAI National Tournament. That's not the case any longer. Correct. Yeah, you've got the RPI, you've got a selection team, you've got all of that. Other GPAC teams, Concordia number eight, they won last night. Briar Cliff number 10, they lost last night. Dakota State, who Dort beat in the season opener, is number 11 in the country. Mayville State rises from number 18 to number 13. Dort has also played them. And I believe that's it for teams that Dort has played. Northwestern and Dakota Wesleyan both receiving votes and both lost last night. Men's basketball, Grace of Indiana is number one. A lot of the usual suspects, uh, Langston, Oklahoma, number two. College of Idaho is number three. I'm looking for some other familiar names. Indiana Wesleyan is number five. Team we saw last year in the national championship field, Freed Hardman. It was, was Freed Hardman, ask you right? About them. Yeah, they are number seven. They're 14 and two at the moment. Top Oof. team out of the conference. Northwestern, number 14, they got beat last night. And Morningside, who beat them, number 20, entering play this week. Uh, Hastings, Hastings has to feel like, what do we got to do? Right. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like, where, they're not even <laughs> right. in the top 10 right now? Or like, they're not uh, even above Northwestern or Morningside? No, no. So, I mean, and it all shakes mm-hmm. out. And as I just said, it doesn't matter like it once did. But it does make you scratch your head and say, how credible are things? Right. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. A couple other basketball notes. I've had people ask, uh, where's Carly, where's Bailey in terms of uh, points scored in a career? 
Carly is over 1,700 career points. That puts her behind Amber Sodsma at 1736, and then Erica Feenstra is at 1867. Bailey Backman right behind her at 1640. So those two are third and fourth, and that's where they were entering play this season. Jeannie Schoenhoven has crept all the way up to 824 career points. Uh, Carly Gustafson closing in on 1,000 career rebounds. She's at 959. Janie Schoenhoven is at 586. And uh, Bailey Seavers, uh, she's starting to inch her way up to 300 career rebounds. Also of note, I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this, um, Bailey Seavers, as you would guess, um, assists. She's in the top 10, I believe. Yeah, she is. That's I'm, crazy. I'm looking yeah. forward. Oh, my gosh. It... Uh, <laughs> 286. She's at 286. Last night, she passed Val Scop, who played in the late 70s, early 80s. Next up, Rhonda Gritters, who was in my era at 293. And so um, that's a little ways away. Um, Allison Viss, 294. The, the career leader... Kate DeMay has 514. Second on the list is uh, Linda Maybe at 378. So there is a big gap in between one and two. And uh, those are just some things to watch. And Bryce Kopic, uh, 1,721 career points. He, he is still 70 points behind Luke Reuter in third. And Luke Rankin uh, inching his way up. He's at 787 outside chance. He gets to... 1,000 this year. Lucas Lorenzen, 821. He's got a chance at 1,000 yet this year as well. And Luke Rankin is currently fourth all-time in career assists. He should pass Kevin Gaysink this weekend. He's at 469. Then you've got Nathan Rendles and Derek Kaiser atop the assist total assists at 489 and 498, respectively. That's basketball. What uh, we've got track and field this weekend. Hopefully, we'll have track and field after I, last week's cancellation. I think you will get. I think they'll get there. You're going to have to deal with some cold early in the morning on Saturday, but it sounds like things will rebound quite quickly from there. Yeah, looking forward to it. <clears throat> it's the uh, second meet up at SDSU. The one was prior to Christmas. <clears throat> um, you getting all choked up thinking about track and field? Yeah, it, it's so <laughs> he's emotional. Missed, he's I, missed it. The saliva glands are going because of that <laughs> that snack in front of you. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of lineup are we running? Have you gotten any indication from the coaches on we that? We are going to run. It's all hands on deck. We're going to okay. run with a full roster and uh, look to qualify some events. Um, another meet without a four by eight. That's for a later date. We'll probably talk about that next week, but. Uh, the men's 4x4, four four. I know Isaac Davilar wants to qualify in like the 800, so him and Peyton are going to race there. And just a good another opportunity. Um, when you look at the schedule, there's only three more weeks left before conference. That's kind of scary. So you, you got you to gotta get some times. You got to get some marks out there. So three three weeks after this week. After, so yep. in essence, four meets, four weekends. Let's call it four weekends. Correct. Because we're starting to see some picking and choosing on when people run where and that kind of stuff. So four weeks to get things ready and marks for the conference championship. Correct. What... Have you gotten a sense? Do or how do the coach? I mean, weren't able to run last Saturday, right? So, and you've got everybody back as a team for two days. I don't. There, there is a benefit, obviously, or you, otherwise you wouldn't do it. But do you get a sense from the coaches where they feel like people are at? Are they? Yeah, they've had a really good week of practice, and because they didn't have the meet last Saturday, they kind of had a really kind of a 
uh, inner squad, if you yeah. will, and they, they tried to gear it up and uh, really some good uh, quality practice time and some uh, good marks there too. Sounds good. This weekend, we also have hockey returning to play, and they are going to Omaha. Nebraska, yep. Omaha, and that is a Saturday only. Yeah, just one game Saturday. Um, our website says 9. We'll have to change that. It's at 10. PM. Oh, it's 10? Yeah. Oh. Double checked with Tyler about Freeze that. Freeze up your whole day. Right? Yeah, because nine didn't. <laughs> yeah. So Nebraska, Omaha, uh, we played them earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, Defenders weekend beat them seven three. Um, we haven't lost in quite a while. Yeah. October seventh was the last one. Refresh my memory. That was a close game until though, the third period. Into the third period. Yeah, it was. I believe I don't have the box score ready, but it was like two to one or something yeah. in the third, and then. Yeah, yeah, the dam broke, and uh, yeah. then which then seems was... to be kind of how it goes. Like that happened last time with Illinois State as well. Final score is eleven four, but I'm pretty sure it was like four four. Well, talking like third and talking with um, coaches and athletes uh, and coaches specifically about that sport. Boy, having having fifteen or twenty guys that can play oh, yeah. is a huge advantage over having a dozen. Yeah. And that is the reality of some of the club teams that we face. Or six if you're Drake. Yeah. Well, we don't <laughs> want to go down that road. And that, that's going to open. Don't bring that one up to Coach Morgan because uh, that'll reopen some old wounds there. Fair enough. <laughs> um, men's volleyball, a little ways away from that start. Uh, I think that is the same weekend as softball. Uh, first First weekend in February, I believe. They're, they're going to play some exhibitions next yeah. week. They play SD, or South Dakota State. Play a club, club team, team yep. you know, on the 25th. Yep, that but one. then UC Merced. Up at Jamestown. Yep. Yeah, they, that tournament. Jamestown hosts uh, an event there. And so, um, yeah, so that's coming up. Softball coming up. Baseball will get rolling then as well. Uh, other news from other sports, uh, football, an announcement there. Um, offensive coordinator named, uh, and it's a very familiar name for us, Levi Jungling, and uh, uh, congratulations to him. And uh, he's been kind of on the job learning, and he's going to take over the role as offensive coordinator effective right now. Excited for the program yeah, uh, with Levi. I think it's really good. And I think it frees up your head coach <laughs> to have a little more – Okay, I'm headspace for some of the things that head coaches need to deal with. There's only so much time of the day, and there's only so much of one person to spread around, and so that allows him the uh, allows coach uh, coach Joel Penner the opportunity to maybe do some more of those head coaching things that are bigger picture items, and allow someone like Levi Jungling to dive into the offensive coordinator position. Really like our staff, Mike. We got a good, strong football staff, and uh, a lot of them are coming back. Yeah, and uh, Brandon McCormick, uh, we got the announcement as well that he is—is is it assistant head assistant coach? Coaches. That's that's yeah. the official title there. And uh, what that does is, I, I think it sets up a chain of command. If for some reason Joel is out of out of the office or on vacation or whatever, then you have people that are in place that can take care of things while that is happening. So that's uh, football. And I think that's everything. So my trivia question, you think you've got it already. I told you it was, it was Caitlin Clark. And as I was sitting watching them play Indiana on Saturday night, I thought, you know, 
I remember back in 2020, the spring of 2020, I was at an uh, MLC Floyd Valley basketball game, had the opportunity to go and watch Alex Van Callsbeek play a high school game, and I was sitting by an official, uh, official's friend of mine, and he said, well, and he, he said his buddy had worked the Dowling Regional Final game that Caitlin Clark played in and lost. Do you remember the team? Sioux City East. You're right. So you're, you're on to me already. You didn't even give me a chance. No, kidding. You're, you're on to me already. <laughs> And do you remember who the sophomore player was that is now at Dort? Taylor Drent. Taylor Drent. You know how many points she scored? I don't have that. Nine points. Taylor Drent scored nine. Sioux City East won 67 to 63. They held Caitlin Clark to 40. Uh, she was sort of <laughs> <laughs> That almost went right over my head. I was like, yeah. oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Everybody else combined for 23. Wow. But, uh, yeah, Sioux City East won that, went on to the state tournament, got beat in the first round. But, uh, yeah, Taylor Drent, who is now a sophomore at Dort on the basketball team, scored a couple of buckets last night. She was on the opposite side. So just, uh, you know, if you look hard enough for a connection, you can find it. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Taylor started as a sophomore that particular day, uh, nine points, five rebounds, and two assists. Was her dad the coach at that point? I believe I, so. I know he's coached now. Yeah, I think he was. But yeah, that was... Uh, and. I get disconnected from the larger picture high school basketball scene. And my officiating friend was telling me about Caitlin Clark and how she was awesome. And it's like, sorry, don't. Don't got any. Don't, I, I have don't nothing know. to add. <laughs> but for some reason, that conversation stuck in my head. And for some reason, the Rolodex rolled around on Friday night. And it's like, I think Taylor Drent played in that game. And so I looked it up and sure enough, she did. So that's yeah, cool. That's it's cool. interesting. It's interesting. But, um, I'm hearing people talk about women's basketball that I don't think have had any more than a slight passing interest in the sport before the last two years. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's in a good spot right now, I think, with, well, at least at the college level. Yeah. Like, and I tell people, you know, I don't know that we'll see another one like Caitlin Clark at Iowa. But there are more players like her coming. Oh, yeah. And you're going to see them at, I mean, you've seen them at the Yukons and things like that. I think it just hits closer to home because she's front and center in our state now and has just elevated the uh, the visibility of that sport. It's been fun to watch. And she is incredible. She is. She's so <laughs> she's so much fun. Well, yeah, because you, you got you got Paige Buker. She played at UConn, right? Yeah. And now you got Haley Van Lith at LSU, who, yeah. played, who was great at Louisville. Yeah. Like, she's taking a step back, though. Yeah, it's, but she was still she was incredible at Louisville. Yeah, being named for herself at least, and then Caitlin yeah. as well. But I mean, you you got you got players around the country that are definitely bringing the sport up. I think. Well, the skill level as compared with what I saw twenty years ago, just the development and everything that goes along with it. Uh, there's been a lot of progress in that sport, and it's been fun to watch. So, um, I think that is going to do it. Safe travels to Brookings for you, Matt, you and uh, make sure the car gets started and warmed up before you take off on Saturday morning. Josh, enjoy late night hockey Saturday night and midday basketball and midday basketball. There you're you go. going to keep tabs on some things while we're in Hastings and, uh, we'll get that information up for you. And I think that's going to do it for defender discussions for today, uh, for Josh Tatton and the birthday boy, Matt boss. <laughs> I'm Mike Biker. <laughs> Have a great week.